Hi there, welcome to Inspired Whispers. This is the faith-based ASMR podcast, and I'm Karen. I'm so glad you joined me. If you want more info about this podcast, my other podcast, my speaking engagements, and all those good various things, you can go to womaninspired.com. That's womaninspired.com. Okay, so today we're talking about rocks and stones. <laughs> Rocks and stones, yeah, that's what I'm talking about today. Uh, and when I say we, I mean me, because I'm the one doing the talking. You're the one that's supposed to be relaxing, kind of taking your mind to a place that it's not been today, I'm sure, and just letting some things go. That's what I hope. You know, maybe you need some rest and relaxation. Maybe you need just a little check out from your current reality. Maybe you need some sleep and you're having a hard time getting there. Hopefully I can take you there. This is the podcast. It's okay to fall asleep too. All right. So I love rocks. Just putting it out there right now. I love rocks. I love stones. I always have. There's just something about them. I feel drawn to them. I feel connected. I guess I feel connected to the earth because when you think about it, the way Dirt, rocks, earth are one of the first things that he created, right? Actual soil and dirt. And I love dirt. I love soil. Now, I have OCD, so I don't like things dirty. But I like dirt as far as growing things in it, putting my hands in it, walking on it. I'm not fond of sandy beaches, though, I have to say. Mm -mm. No, I do not like sand between my toes. But other than that, I like that. And I love, I love rocks. Uh, I've collected rocks my entire life that I know of. I had a grandfather who collected rocks and he made jewelry out of rocks and I have some jewelry that he made me. And you know, there are gemstones. There are gemstones and they have different facets and they have different values and there are reasons for those gemstones and why they're valuable in, in different regions for different amounts. But and almost every rock can be polished and turned into a piece of jewelry. It's just, it's the way that it is. So, um, anyhow, I have with me here different kinds of rocks. I have some uh, tanzanite. I have uh, pudding stones. I have, I mean, you just name it. I can't even tell you all the names of them. I have to sit down and look. I need a new book about rocks and stones for classifications, but I love, 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 love them. I, I collect them wherever I go. Um, I have some here that I absolutely just have key affection for because they have uh, memories. I don't know what that noise was I just made, but anyway. Um, so uh, they have good memories to them, so I try to collect like I have the rock here in my hand that's kind of a pinkish with a white hue and it's it's very coarse but every once in a while if you turn it a certain way in the light it has a, a glittery glimmery sheen to it and I got that in um, the Rocky Mountains in Colorado and then I have a, another rock that is it's like red sandstone 
just uh, type of stone going throughout it and a little bit of a, these veins that look like they're black coal almost. I love that too. I have a rock here as well. <laughs> rock here as well. That is absolutely gorgeous. It's pink. It's pink, but it has large sections that are black, glittery, and this is from Alaska. A friend of mine went to Alaska last year and brought it back for me. So that's really interesting. And then I have a huge one that looks like, uh, almost like uh, pink Himalayan salt, but it's not pink Himalayan salt. It's a pinkish purple, a huge, huge rock. It's huge. I need shelves for my rocks, I'm just saying. I have hundreds of them. And when my grandfather passed away, when I was in high school, uh, he, he had a huge rock collection. And many years ago when my grandmother moved, she gave me most of his rock collection, which I absolutely love. I have some geodes that are uh, uh, the size of human head. I mean, it's literally amazing. I have those in my garden. So uh, I have those rocks with me now because I was thinking about rocks today and stones because I was out in the garden for a little bit, but also uh, I did a podcast and, and one of the, the things that I was uh, talking about was a scripture in the Bible that talks about how Jesus when Jesus said something about how if I tell you if you don't uh, worship me even the rocks will cry out and so that just of course got my brain thinking about rocks and so this is this is a good rock <laughs> podcast I'm not gonna play your rock music all I could but I'm not gonna do that okay so there are so many uh, scriptures in the Bible that talk about rocks and stones all right so first Samuel 2 says there is no one holy like the Lord there is no one besides you there is no rock like our God and you know before I was even cognizant and aware of the fact that rocks were a big deal in the Bible uh, I was collecting rocks but I had no idea when I was younger that Jesus was called the rock yeah I wrote a song one time for the kids in our church called The Rock. I can still remember how it goes, and no, I'm not going to sing it to you. And we sung it in front of the whole church. It was a really cool song. It's, called, it's actually called Jesus is the Rock. It was pretty cool. They loved it. Um, but I just love how the Bible talks about rocks. Um, in Deuteronomy 32.4, it says, He is the Rock. His works are perfect, and all His ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong upright and just is he and it talks about how Jesus is the cornerstone um, the foundation for our foundation of the church do you know back, back in biblical days I can't talk, back in biblical days and even now the cornerstone uh, was actually a cut stone it was literally a stone that they would build on and build foundation on it's different now where they cement. They didn't have cement. They would use cut stone to build. And so a cornerstone was literally a stone placed in the corner of the building. And 
made him ride on the heights of the land and fed him with the fruit of the fields. He nourished him with honey from the rock and with oil from the flinty crags. It's just, there's so many places and I love it. Um, in between me talking about rocks and stones, I'll probably do a few triggers here. Exodus 17.6 says, I will stand there before you by the rock at Oreb, strike the rock, and water will come out for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. He struck the rock, and water came out. So there are even miracles uh, quoted in the Bible and taken record of in the Bible that have to do with rocks and stones. said there's so many places in the Bible uh, that talk about it and of course about how Jesus is the rock as well. Let's see what else can I read to you that I like so much. Matthew 16 18 says and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it.
consistent temperature all the time. So he just blasted. He bought this property that had, you know, part of the rocky mountainside in it. And he blasted it out. And he just did it, it like the entrances kind of looked like you would imagine the Flintstones house looked like. It was just, they were all curved. Nothing was square. But when you went in it, all of the walls were just rock, and he had carved out, you know, curved doorways, so you had privacy, and they had bedrooms and bathrooms, um, he had plumbing in there, and they had up flush toilets, so they went up in like the second level, he had stairs that went up the second level, had all of his mechanical stuff in there, that ran off of electric that went to the outside, you couldn't even see it though, because of the mountain and the, the trees, I guess they had a big water um, basin thing above their house, which was, above their house was mountainside. So they had running water, because they collected water. And the kitchen was a gourmet, gorgeous kitchen. And then they had these steps, and I can't remember how many steps it was. It was quite a few that went up, that he put, carved in, like, the stairway. The rocks that went up outside and on the top of the hill, um, there's like a hill and then the mountain behind it. On the top of the hill, they had this huge outdoor patio uh, with a gazebo and uh, it was phenomenal and I was just in awe ever since then. It was like, oh. I also loved going to like the Indian like the Mesa Verde ruins, if you ever get to go there in Arizona, they lived, they, they, they were, the Indians were cave dwellers, and they built, kind of arched right into the caves, but built out, so they used stone and built buildings, but partway into the caves, and they used ladders, just like straight up ladders, to get from one level to the other, though, and we went up you have to climb something like a 75 foot ladder or something like that. R really tall. Uh, there's several different ladders so that you can get into the top. And we did that. I was younger though. <laughs> I don't think I could do that now. But we did that. It was great. And I just remember it. And I've just been taken with it. I always tell my husband, let's buy property where there's caves and we can convert the caves into a house. But he won't go for it. He won't go for it. There's ways you can get rid of the bugs and the bats. I mean, come on, there really is, or I wouldn't do it. So, don't have enough money for that anyhow, but still, it would be awesome. <laughs> it would be fun. I would love it. Exalted be 
Psalm 62.6 says, Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. You know, in times of war, most fortresses are dug into the ground. Like, you know, the, the just absolutely dug into the ground or built up with rock or in a cave. And you know, Psalm 71.3 says, Be my rock of refuge, Lord, to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Psalm 95 about him being our rock and our fortress and our savior. In Psalm 95, 1, it says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Building a house, who dug down deep and laid the foundation. 
Solid Rock Foundation. Nothing's nothing's happening. But if you put something good and you're trying to plant it and you put it all throughout rock and there is no dirt, so something becomes rooted, it's not going to grow. So here's a place in the Bible that talks about rocks, but it's talking about rocky ground, not the solid rock or Jesus as a rock. We have so many rocks and stones on our property. 
it sounded like blasting. Holy smokes. Um, the rock that they dug out. And every time my husband's like, oh, we need to get rid of this rock. I'm like, no, no. I'll use it some way. He didn't think I could use all the rock that was on this property when we got here. He was wrong. I'll use it in landscaping wherever. I need more rock. I, I still need more rock. We actually have a bunch of rocks in it. They're huge river rocks. Not just like chunks of limestone and various kinds of rocks. These are really nice river rocks that were part of the foundation of a building that used to be up at the corner of our property and we haven't gotten up there to dig them all out but that's my plan hopefully this year because I would love to utilize those rocks I'd love to big to build a large uh, fire pit out of them I'd like to use them in my landscaping I'd like to just look at them Okay, so that's my Rocky podcast. <laughs> this is my episode on rocks and stones. I hope and pray that you will praise the Lord so rocks don't have to cry out for you. I hope that you do. I hope that you'll take time. Uh, it's really interesting if you look in your Bible. Just pick a word, a topic, something that interests you. Look in the back of your Bible or research it.